Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. My name is Lee. It's a joy to be here with you today for today's conversation. I sit down with lead pastor Matt Dean, associate pastors Jeff Hollis and Caleb Farrow, and we walked through the last, uh, let's say, week and a half in terms of the timeline of this church where we uh, have entered into a purchase agreement on a property here in Auburn, Alabama for the next long-term home of Grace Auburn Church, but we're not without some hurdles. We're not without some hoops to jump through from zoning to the way we will go about prayerfully considering this as members to the provision of the many, many dollars that it will take to purchase this property. But our decision as a staff team and as elders to bring this before the body when we don't have everything perfectly buttoned up, we don't have a cute bow on top of some very clean, crisp presentation. We just have ourselves We have what we feel like could be an amazing opportunity before us as a church family and really felt like, hey, we've done every step of this journey together, together. And so we want to continue in that. We wanted to bring the membership, the family of Grace Auburn into the know on how we're processing, what we're processing, how we're praying, uh, what are the concerns, what are the challenges, and what are the opportunities that we face all the while seeking to maintain unity within our body and a clear sense of calling from the Lord as to what's next. Today's conversation was... Um, rich, meaningful, uh, and I hope that wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, whether it be in the car on the way to work or uh, dropping kids off at school or on your walk to campus, that you're encouraged by a faith family that says, you know what, we're going to do this together. We're going to pray in faith and we're going to believe that God will go before us every step along the way. One of the things I like least in life is disappointment. Expectations being set in a particular way and then things not measuring up, whether that be in my own head or that be in work or it be with family. And uh, a couple of weeks back on the podcast, we shared a story of kind of leading through and living with disappointment. And we shared it around the context of an almost 10-month process of journeying with a particular owner on a particular piece of land here in town being uh, taken away because of a whole host of different reasons, but essentially uh, the owner getting to a point where he decided, you know what, it's no longer for sale. And we talked through in real time uh, as a group of leaders, I think um, it was specifically me and you, Matt, in a conversation of what does it look like for us to lead both in and through our disappointment. As a, as a follow-up to that this week, what I want to talk about uh, here this morning as a group of pastors is what does it look like to lead through and with authenticity? On Sunday, we announced that we are, in fact, under contract on a property here in Auburn off of Skyway Drive. And while there is an enormous amount of excitement around the potential to raise the money and vote as members and together pursue a renovation project that will convert a warehouse and office building into our next church home for who knows how many years the Lord might have us there. We recognize also there are still many, uh, specifically several uh, unknowns, things that we have to work through over the coming weeks. But instead of 
waiting to have all those things perfectly buttoned up and tied with a, with a neat and pretty bow on top, which you could make the argument for in terms of clarity and next steps. We decided as a team last week to continue forward with our church in a spirit of authenticity and transparency. We chose by faith to pray together for the Lord to lead and guide us in and through the days ahead. But for the purpose of this conversation today, I'd like for us to walk through the the process of coming to that decision, how we uh, found out about some of these hurdles at the beginning of last week and maybe even uh, somewhere around last weekend, um, how we met as a staff team uh, at the property on Thursday, how we prayed together, asking the Lord to make it clear um, as we as we journey on together, keeping our hearts on Him, Him alone. But before we get into the specifics uh, for the, our conversation today about what those hurdles are, Matt, I'd love for you to share your heart over the last week and as much of the ups and downs with full transparency as you want to share with us in terms of the decision to not only continue to press forward in faith, but to, as an entire church, bring everybody into uh, a very, as clear a picture as we could possibly paint about all the possibilities, but also um, all the challenges that are before us. So yep. walk us through that process. Absolutely. So uh, Monday is my Sabbath, and typically on Monday mornings, um, once April and I get all of our children where they need to be, uh, the first thing we do is we drive to Skyway Drive, and we park in the parking lot, and we pray together, uh, surrendering the outcome of what could be with this building that's before us. And uh, on Monday, or on last Monday, and that's exactly what we did uh, before our breakfast date, we, we drove out to the building, and uh, she and I together, um, just in the back of the parking lot, surrendering the outcome to whatever it is that God would have uh, next for our church. And so um, on Tuesday, uh, she and I are getting ready to leave. Um, I'm sorry, on Thursday, yeah, getting ready to leave yeah. for uh, our staff meeting. Um, she was going to join me that day because we were going to meet at the building, at the potential location to meet together as a staff team and pray. And at 9.05, Lee calls me and says, hey, how are you doing? And I like I'm great. Great to hear from you. And uh, I'll see you. In yeah, I'll minutes. see you. And I'm we're almost on the way. And and he said, I just want you to know, probably the biggest challenge we're going to face initially is a matter of zoning um, with the city. Um, understandably, it's zoned industrial, and for us to meet, there's a church. It can't be zoned industrial. And in that moment, on the phone, um, Lee, you were so great to just give it to me. And uh, I, we hung up off the phone call. And I turned my phone off and I just kind of tossed it onto the couch. And, and I just told April, I was like, okay, the next mountain to climb is zoning. And in that moment, to be totally transparent, knowing that our staff was about to gather in that very building, yeah. all of the wind in my sail was gone. <laughs> and uh, April looked at me as faithful as she always is to keep my eyes on the Lord, just reminding me of mm. he, he's going to do this. Either he will do this. Uh, or he has other plans. And so yeah. once again, um, she reminding me of God's faithfulness. And so we got in the car together and we, we drove there and got into the parking lot and Lee was outside as the rest of our staff team was gathering inside. And I know that you saw the look on my face. <laughs> it was like, we are about to do this. 
I feel 50-50 as to whether or not we should do this <laughs> just because it really could fall through. But so much work and effort has gone into this prayer gathering for our staff team and mm. on this whole building conversation. We truly have been working diligently for two years. And so to get to this moment of sharing this great news with our staff team, only to find out 21 minutes before that zoning was an issue, was it was definitely a setback yes. mentally for me. Yes. I felt like in that moment, I had a choice getting off the phone with a friend that shared that with us based on some conversations they had had. I could either keep that from everyone else on our staff and it eat me alive or share it with you and let it take the wind out of yourself. So those were my only two options. Good choice. But I, <laughs> but I just felt like uh, for, for full disclosure for everyone listening to the podcast that so much of our mine and your relationship from the beginning of this church being planted and, and being a part of another staff team here in town and cheerleading you on has been built on honesty. It's been built on transparency. It's been built on full disclosure of all the things that we know when we know them. And I'm not even saying that, you know, absolute total transparency by pastors on stage all of the time is a good idea. Like that could go really, really, really south depending on what it is they're disclosing. But when it comes to these types of things where we are eventually going to have to decide as a staff team, are we all in this together? As an elder team, are we 100% on board? As members of this church, eventually, we are going to vote and we are going to make a decision that affects the trajectory, the course of the rest of this church for all of its days, that as much information along the way as possible is a good thing, even if things don't go the way we want them to. And there have been umpteen things that have gone not the way we wanted it to over the last two years, really specifically over the last 10 months. But I shared this on Sunday, and I, I think it bears repeating again during the prayer moment, is that we have made every decision that we have made as a church with full disclosure to our members to say, hey, we don't, we're, we're going to give it to you as real and raw and, and genuinely and authentically as we possibly can, because we make decisions together as family, and we want to work through all of these things together as family. And so to that point, we did that with you, or I did that with you, and then I met you outside to give you a hug if I needed to, or <laughs> wipe away tears. Or, or, but the whole point, I think, of that morning, and I'd love, Jeff and Caleb, for you guys to chime in on this. The whole point of that morning was our staff really serves as representatives of and shepherds over the entire body. And so your response to that news in real time, in my opinion, was what I hope to be an indicator of how the, how the body would respond on Sunday morning. And so I'd love, even going into the meeting, if you want to continue this on in terms of what we did that morning and how we prayed, you guys jump in in terms of your responses, your thoughts in real time as you're experiencing it, because you guys got no warning or heads up that that was happening. We went from, yay, this is fun and exciting, to, hey, let me tell you all the challenges that we're going to face. Well, let me tell you what happened on Wednesday. Knowing that that Thursday meeting with our team was coming, um, I really spent time on Wednesday afternoon in Scripture, in prayer, just thinking, how do we communicate this to our church family? And I, and I landed on this passage in Ephesians 3, uh, and I want to read it because this was really what ultimately gave me framework for that Thursday morning conversation with mm. our staff team. Paul writes, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power mm. through his spirit in your inner being, 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I, I was living in that passage, and, and that's the passage that I shared with our staff team while acknowledging fear, uh, an unclear outcome. Um, but when I look at those verses, I see such a clear reminder that we are not doing this on our own, that the goal would be for us to live in this gospel reality that Christ is dwelling in our hearts through faith, mm. and that as we understand the love of Christ, then our perspective changes to what He can do through very limited, broken vessels and yeah. challenging circumstances. And so that, that Scripture gave me the courage to proceed in faith with really the posture, Lord, you can do this, mm. and if you don't do this, you're still dwelling in our hearts through faith. And so whatever is next, whether it's this or something else or nothing else, at the end, I still know that you'll be dwelling in my heart through faith. And that ultimately would be the goal of any church leadership team is that we can teach and model and experience together what does it mean for Christ to dwell in our hearts through faith for his glory. And so that's, that's what gave me framework on Wednesday to step into our meeting on Thursday, even with the discouraging news earlier that morning. So we meet, we, get, we split into two groups. We walk around the building. Jeff finds the electrical closet and has a field day. Um, we really wanted to just bring our staff team into, hey, here's everything we know. Here's the, pro- here's the possibilities. The possibilities with the space are endless. Um, what was y'all's perspective coming into that meeting? What was your thought? What were your thoughts sitting around in a circle upstairs together, praying, talking, how is the Lord working in you guys? For for me, I kind of walked into it um, without without any real big ex- expectations. And I think the process that we've been through so far, being so close and then not close at all and so close and not close at all, was <laughs> kind of seasoned me to, <laughs> you know, hold my hands open, you That's know, right. and say, Lord, what do you have for us? And so, yeah, I was excited to see it. I was excited to, you know, to have vision as to, you know, what we could do here, what kind of ministry opportunities are there, you know, our whole body could be here together at one point, but also Mm. um, the whole time, very much, I was thinking, Lord, you know, if this is, if this is what you have for us, you know, we will praise you, and if this isn't what you have for us, we will praise you. And then when Matt talked to us uh, about that passage from Ephesians that he just read, you know, that just solidified in my mind. you know, the Lord has promised to um, give us a greater understanding of who He is, right. and He is, as Paul says there, He can do abundantly more than all we ask or think. And so even if something does happen and, and these plans that we have made fall through, you know, in, in my heart, we, I can rest assured and we can rest assured based on the truth of Scripture that the Lord is doing more, that mm. His plans are greater. And, you know, if He does it through this building— that's exciting, but also we can rest on the fact that if it's not in this building, you know, I, I lean on a, a line from Proverbs a lot, you know, man makes plans, but the Lord directs his steps. We know that the Lord is directing our steps, and where we go from here, um, 
in accordance with his will will be better and greater than what we can come up with. That's right. That's good. Maybe one day we'll tell the story of all of the no's. Yeah. We'll just write a, we'll, we'll do a, I don't know if it's a podcast or a video, but we'll just, we'll look at the, we'll look at the map and go, oh, this was that, oh, this was that conversation. And all of them, to your point, kind of tempering and seasoning us along the way. Yeah, I think, um, I think for me, walking in, walking in that morning, uh, as we kind of gathered up for a time of prayer before we walk the building, um, there were, I got a couple of clues that something was, was sitting, uh, adjacent to what we had all hoped. Uh, <laughs> particularly Lee said something that was like, okay, that's interesting. The way he just said that was not as, uh, confident as where I hoped he would have said it. And then when Matt, you asked April to pray and when she prayed, she said something that's resonated with, with my heart of just, and I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but essentially saying, Jesus, we will be faithful to you, mm. whether this is the place or isn't the place. <laughs> and as she's praying it, I'm going, huh, that's an interesting way to say that. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't love that. Yeah, it's like, Where are you going, lady? That was really setting us up to, <laughs> to, to prepare our hearts for something. And, and true, truthfully, now knowing that, that's exactly not whether she was intentionally setting mm-hmm. us up to to hear the news later or not, that's what it was doing in, in my own heart too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was a, it was a, a brief moment of what you guys and the elders have been through for the past two years mm. of this so close yet not happening. And then over and over and over again, as, um, as we have been brought in to hear it, but you guys have lived it in those moments. And so, um, and so for me, it was a, a lot of like, it's, it's not over till it's over. And I think in a lot of ways, growing up in sports and in athletics, growing up, moving a lot, that, that type of thing, the Lord has kind of, kind of shaped and molded me to celebrate when it's done and to mourn when there's a time to mourn yeah. and not before or not after and, you know, those kinds of things. And, and so in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm resisting the urge to celebrate <laughs> what is there and <laughs> while also going because it's not done, yeah, it's close, but it's not quite. And and so um, that time for for me was like, okay, this is where we are. It's not done as we had hoped it would be, but it's closer than it has been. But as we've seen, closer doesn't mean done. <laughs> and so it's just all of those all of those kinds of things. So. Well, Ephesians three has a completely different flavor in your soul when things are done and have gone exactly as you hoped they would. Mm. It's a very different verse when it's still hopeful. Yeah. When it's still future. I mean, we know ultimately Paul is talking about a a, a full reality of that Mm -hmm. being either in our going to Jesus or him coming here. But along the way in our life through disappointments, like, Lord, you you are far more able Mm. to do anything that that we could ever possibly hope or imagine but man, we really hope that this works out. Like if you could, you know, and, right. and I, I just think the, the Lord working in your soul the day before the news of all the things that may be. And again, we don't have a clue really at this point other than some third-hand information about what may or may not be our hurdles as far as zoning and everything else goes. Um, but we do know that God is able. And it's enough to know, we have enough information to know 
that if it goes through, it will be because he wants it to. That's right. And so, and that is our confidence that if there is confirmation, um, that he was the one that did it. That's right. All right. So practically, um, we announce on Sunday that we're under contract and we are, and we're thrilled to be under contract. We have, uh, some practical things, some next steps. We shared these on Sunday. Uh, they bear repeating again. Uh, we will gather a month from now on November 5th as members to, um, culminate a month's long prayer of Lord, is this, do we feel like this is the right next step as you're leading this church? As members, we will all vote. We will also at the same time come together after a month of, a month of prayer asking God, how can we give above and beyond our normal giving to the life of this church with joyful generosity? How can we give above and beyond that for the purpose of financing this sort of endeavor. We hope to, uh, over the course of the next few days and weeks as things unfold, be able to open up the space, be able to have um, an open house, be able to meet one-on-one with people that want to look at it, touch it, feel it, walk through it, all of those sort of things. Uh, But our first step of obedience is in this zoning process. It is to submit to the officials that are uh, in place here in our city, Auburn, Alabama, and ask that it might be rezoned from an industrial space into something, anything that we might be able to meet in and worship in. Um, but I thought as we as we wrap this conversation, I think it'd be good to remind us, and Matt, I'd love for you to land us however, however you may want to, especially in light of your sermon from this past Sunday. But we ended our time, uh, and if you missed worship on Sunday, we inverted our service. And so where we would normally do communion, we prayed uh, specifically for this. And we began our service uh, reminding ourselves of the Lord's goodness to lay down his life that we might find it in him in the taking of communion together. But we prayed specifically um, for the Lord to do what only he could do when it comes to the rezoning process, for him to provide uh, both the favor and the funding and all of the things that are necessary for us to go through this process together. We prayed that it would be clear, um, that his will, his guidance, his direction would be just abundantly clear throughout this entire process as we continue to lean in and press in. And we prayed that the Lord would unify our hearts, not only around the mission that he has given us, but ultimately that he would unify our hearts on him. And at the end of the day, our hope, our prayer is not in buildings, it's not in decisions, it's not even in funding. Our hope and our prayer is that Jesus would be glorified and we would leave a legacy of generations that follow after him. And, it, and if it be by the means of this building on Skyway Drive, then praise God. And if not, we'll carry on and continue to put more pens and maps, I guess. I don't know. I just, I just think it's worth reminding ourselves today, even good for my own soul, just having this conversation with you brothers of what exactly we are doing and why we are doing it. And so if you guys have any other thoughts, um, go ahead and jump in. Matt, however you want to kind of wrap our time together today. Bueller. So I'll say um, that the prayer of Jesus in John 17, that he prays with those who will believe in mind, and we, uh, Mm. by his grace, um, are among those he had in mind. And what Jesus prays in John 17 is the reality that Christ will dwell in our hearts mm. through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And 
And I, I think more than anything else, if if our church family is listening or friends are listening, the goal is not a building. Um, the goal is not a permanent home. The goal is for those who trust in Christ to experience the reality of His presence in our lives that increasingly um, sharpens our focus to love and honor Him mm. while dulling our desire for sin within and sin that is around. And I go back to Paul's words, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, I, Me personally, and I know all of us do, we want to know that. We want to experience the reality of that in everyday life, to understand that our Savior King has not only redeemed us, but has given us his very life in this present moment to experience him as we move towards an eternity with him. And that, that is the goal. Wherever we land as a church family, um, our true legacy will be that we are people who know and love Jesus and that we are teaching others to do the same, that their lives too would be marked um, by the next generation of people that know and love Jesus. On behalf of the Grace Auburn Church family, thank you for listening to the Grace Auburn Church podcast. If you'd like more information about partnering with us and our mission or ways that you can get connected, please go to our website, graceauburn.church.